When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio. Oilers. 630 Chad. To grab it, turns, left wing, Lucic, popped off a stick, McDavid, crashed into muzzle, the puck rattled free, Lucic can draw, tipped, and the save made on Everly. The second shot stop, the rebound score! Eric Griba, the game winner. The Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-1. Eric Griba, his first goal since February 2nd. Eric Griba, just his sixth career goal. Eric Griba is on a two-game point streak. He got an assist before Christmas against San Jose. The Oilers tough it out tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. They improved to 19-12-6 on the season. Thanks for joining us. It's 9.59 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. We're in the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center bringing you Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line. Griba getting the game winner with 13.01 left tonight. Rob, I mean, he's got to, they got to tee him up two feet off the ice for him more often so he can swat him in out of the air. It, it was good hands. It was good hands. And what you liked about it is Eric Reib is a defensive defenseman. He knows his role. Yet in a game when he knows that the goals are going to be hard to come by, he jumps into the play. He followed the play. You could see him sliding in there. On, if you look at the, the camera from up high, he's waiting to see where the puck goes, and he beats his winger back to the net and puts the puck in the net. So a huge goal for him, a huge goal for the Oilers, and a big win against a team that you're going to be fighting for for a playoff spot. So 3-1, the Oilers take it. That means a $75 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give 25 bucks for every goal throughout the season. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630ched.com. It is creeping towards $3,000. Rob, it was a game where a pretty physical game, a lot of action around the boards, a lot of body checks or... Or, or attempted body checks or just moments where you just had to keep grinding. The Oilers didn't win all the battles, but they hung in there in all of them. Well, the Oilers are built for this type of game now. They're not uh, a small, skilled hockey club anymore. This is a team that's got some size. Every line has got some size on it. The Oilers' stars now are a little bit bigger than they have been in the past. If you look like at a dry saddle, McDavid is a big, strong man. So they're, they're not going to get pushed around. The Oilers were built to play in the Western Conference to be able to challenge the, the Ducks, the Sharks, the Kings, uh, players uh, or teams of that style. And they are now capable of doing that. And this is a game that the LA Kings are very comfortable playing. They, you know, they're a one nothing, 2-1 type of team. They, they will hang in there. But the Oilers tonight beat them at that game. And the Oilers are winning more and more of these games. The Oilers in the past would need to win, it'd be a 5-3 game that they were successful in, but when it came to a 2-1 game, they were usually in the opposite side, not now. They, they don't make the big mistake. They stay with the system. Uh, before, if things weren't going well, they would try to get individualistic, not no more. They, they keep pushing pucks forward, keep getting it on the forecheck, and they've bought into the system, and they're getting quality goaltending, timely goals, and that gets you a lot of wins in the National Hockey League. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. Before we get to the phone lines, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices, here's the man who got the winner, Eric Griba. 
Yeah, Connor. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was my first goal in like over a year, and he came back and had a highlight real goal, so kind of shadowed that. Just tell us about that. Yeah, it's just a you know lucky play. Um, some garbage at the net and took a swing at it and went in. So it was, uh, it was a good play by Lucia to get it in front of the net and, and uh, Ebbs to be there. This is, um, I mean, this is a franchise that's been pretty good for a while here and maybe measuring a stick in some ways for your team. That... Absolutely. I mean, uh, to come out and, and play like we did tonight, you know, a real complete, honest game, you know, shows uh, maturity and a lot of growth in this group, and that's, uh, they're all positive things. Were you thinking at the end where you two there? I could have had four tonight, but <laughs> missed the net. Miss. Yeah, I hit the, hit, missed the net a couple times, so I'm sure I'll be, uh, let's see the video on that and be working on hitting the net from now on. No. Read that's Eric Greba. Thanks, Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room. Greba gets his first goal in almost 11 months, but he could have had four. He wants more. He wants you got to love that. Yeah, he <laughs> wants nothing. It's like a, a golfer that breaks 90 for the first time ever. Well, now I want to shoot. I want to break 80. So uh, good on Greba. It was, it was just a good hockey game from start to finish for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they needed that. There was a worries about Russ coming out of the break, LA having the advantage of playing a game already out of the break, and the Oilers strug struggled a little in the first five, six minutes. They got it together, and uh, it it's just a different style of game now for the Oilers. It's a different team. At no point tonight did I not feel that the Oilers could win this hockey game, and we haven't been able to say that a lot over the last couple of years. Patrick Maroon had a second-period power play goal. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins iced it with a late empty netter at 19.46 of the third. Jordan Eberle finished with two assists. We'll go to Greg to start off the calls tonight. Greg, thank you very much for phoning. Hey, Greg, do we have you? Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so tonight was a good night. We watched Team Canada um, pull out a close one there. Um, the Oilers uh, won. Calgary lost. Too bad Anaheim, so whatever. Um, you know, um, it was nice to see Gravis score, and I was just wondering when we got Paul Coffey back in the lineup there. I was my son, my six-year-old son, said today, he's like, is that Wayne Gretzky Griba? And I'm like, no, that's just Eric Griba. So that was kind of cute. But uh, anyway, what I want to say is about the skeptical Oilers fans out there, because I know a lot of Oilers fans are on the fence right now. It's like, um, is this team for real? Um, they're basically, they don't know how to react to what's going on because they're, they're so used to the last 10 years not making the playoffs and then having this like eight, 10 game collapse. And I just want to just put this out there that um, we're, the Oilers are exercising uh, a lot of teams this year and a lot of teams that have run us out of the, the building for the most part for so many years. So this year is actually the first year uh, in the past 10 that we can actually see the Oilers taking a step forward and being in these games and not, not getting run out of the building, like I said, and, and, and we can win different ways. So for all those Oilers fans that are on the fence and are still skeptical, this is a, a turning point for the Oilers, um, this team, this year. We may not win the Cup this year. You know, a playoff push would be nice, but we are finally going in the right direction. So um, just we just need to keep on trucking along and keep cheering for our team. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I mean, certainly, I think the Oilers here with 19 wins already this season, they're on pace to win. Well, I mean, they've now won over half their games, so they're on pace to win 41-42 if you want to look at it that way. Rob, they have not been seven games over 500 since the end of the 2005-2006 regular season. They, they finished the season 41-28-13. and 13. That's, the, that's the last time they were this many games over 500. I mean, the games, the games are tense. I mean, we, you and I had that stat a few games ago, and I guess it stayed intact tonight. 
almost every, I think except for one game this month, they've all been tied or within a goal after the second period. And I mean, I, I, I think that's great. You're not going to win all of them, but you, you need that experience. And most games in the NHL are close. And they come down to make a play, make a save when it's on the line. Gut it out. Well, the Oilers are in games and, and consistently. Uh, that's not in the past. The Oilers, they're games that were lost in the first period. But now the Oilers stay with it. They uh, they have the horses now to, to get them through uh, you know, to, to play certain games. If, if you're playing a big physical game, they got guys that can do that. If they're playing a skilled game, they got guys that can do that. They have a goaltender they have trust in, and he's earned that trust by being very, very good. They got defensemen that are good at defending, but also when you've got skilled guys up front, you want to get the pucks to them. The Oilers defensemen are good at getting back, getting the puck quickly, moving it up. They've got depth in positions now. When an Oilers defenseman went down before, the Oilers were in trouble. Because you're like, okay, who are we bringing up? Now there's competition. There's guys getting pulled out of the lineup, both at forward and defense, who are playing well. But they're getting pulled out of the lineup because they have other guys that are capable of playing too. Uh, Peter Shirelli has done a very good job at finding players that the Oilers needed. Todd McClellan in his second season here has got the players believing in the systems and putting the structure into place. And the players are buying into it and doing it. So uh, I do believe this team is for real. They still got a long way to go. But I, I don't believe at any point is this record of theirs an aberration. They certainly deserve the record they have. And let's hear from the head coach, Todd McClellan, for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine parts at wholesale prices. Um, Todd, obviously a pretty gutty effort from you guys, but when a guy like Eric Griva scores the game-winning goal, does that kind of give the bench a lift? Well, it does. You know, if you could capture and I don't know if it... If the cameras got it or not, but how excited our team was, um, obviously, to get the goal, but uh, for Gribes, because he does a lot of um, dirty work for this team, and uh, he's had a tough goal of it right from training camp till now. Everybody was happy for him. Um, you know, we were, uh, we would have loved to have seen him score the other three or four that he probably should have had tonight, but um, he'd rather bat it in than shoot it in. Todd, uh, we talked before this game about LA being one of those teams that you know you guys have had some trouble with, a team that's been good for a while. Maybe just talk about how your team played tonight, how well they seemed to play um, to get by that challenge. We had scorers that checked, which was really important. We had some checkers that scored, so that took care of the the game sheet. Um, I thought we played well along the boards when we needed to. Um, and in particular, clearing our zone. They're a heavy, heavy pinch and cover team. We were able to punt on uh, third downs, if you will, and uh, clear the zone. We played fairly well around our net for most of the night. Um, we were able to roll four lines, which on um, that initial game com coming out of Christmas, you'd, you'd love to do. You'd, you don't want to overtax guys. And uh, I thought all four lines contributed. We saw Spark and Drake and, and Jesse Pugliarvi tonight, which was a good sign. Um, so it was, a, for you know, in my opinion, a real good team effort tonight. That is Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. The Oilers win it 3-1 over the Kings this evening. 780-496-0063 is how you can reach us. And we'll go to Cam on line two. Cam, thank you very much for calling. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. Rob, the use of the word aberration, I know you gave me a compliment about a week ago, and uh, 
I want to give you kudos on that one, too. <laughs> well, great, after great. talking to you last week, I had to go get the thesaurus out and learn some new big words. I appreciate that. Right on. We didn't learn those in the 80s, did we, those words? <laughs> no, no, we certainly didn't. Right on. No, I just wanted to say it's interesting that um, uh, who got interviewed, the first, was that Griber that got interviewed in the first segment? Yes. He said he said maturity, and I can't remember what the other word he used was, and I said when I called in and and your guy asked me what I wanted to talk about, I said, I thought there was a real calm, calm feel to the team tonight. It, it was almost like, it was like a big anaconda. Like, a, and we haven't seen that. I, I don't know if we've seen that ever as a, as a part of the characteristics of this team. Just that big choke you out and wait you out and just, you know, not worry or panic. or. So I guess my, my final comment on it is, like, Something happened. They came back from Christmas, and, and I think things fermented over Christmas. And like, I think Peter Shirelli's done an unbelievable job putting this team together. Like, I, I am really, really impressed with what I saw tonight. Yeah, Camp. Thanks for calling. I, I mean, it was. I mean, it was a game where obviously they would rarely win games like this before. Rob and I referenced off the top. I mean, everybody uses that word over and over again. Heavy game, heavy game. Well, I'll, I'll go with the cliche for now and say it was a heavy game. No, not not a perfect game, Rob. I mean, there there were some, some tense moments in the third period. There were a couple times they didn't clear it in that area we talk about that's important, right inside your own blue line. I mean, LA's fighting for the puck too and trying to tie it. But I I think we have to go back to there wasn't there wasn't extended chances by the King. I mean, yes, they would keep pucks in, but it didn't mount to two, three, four, five shifts. And, and I think again we have to talk about this player, and you referenced him earlier. Is is the goaltender? Camp Talbot, just solid, calm, swallows pucks, makes the saves he needs to make. Well, there's always going to be mistakes in games. And you try to you know, bring them down to a reasonable number. Uh, the LA Kings, they make mistakes, and they get bailed out a lot by a guy named Jonathan Quick. The Montreal Canadiens do. They get bailed out by, by Carey Price. So the Oilers are st always going to make mistakes. There's going to be tense times in any game, especially when you're playing close games like the Oilers have been playing for quite a while now. What the Oilers are getting when they do make the mistake is solid goaltending. They're having somebody bail them out. Good teams have that. The, the, the best teams, the teams that go far in the playoffs, they don't go far because they dominate every team. They go far because they, they execute offensively, and when a mistake is made, they've got a goaltender that's capable of sa making a big save. Tonight, Cam Talbot made a number of big saves. Peter Budai was fantastic for the LA Kings, but once again, and we've said this a number of times, Cam Talbot was just a little bit better than the goalie across from him. And if your goalie's a little bit better, most nights that means you're going to win the hockey game. The, the LA Kings had a couple pushes in this game, and when they did, Cam Talbot made big saves. And there was two or three in the third period that he had to make. He did, and because of that, the Oilers get an important two points in regulation, which is, port, is very important when it's a team that you're going to be challenging for a playoff spot. 28 saves for Talbot. He's our fourth star of the game for Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a $10 Tim card at armorinsurance.ca. Griba, the first star, Budai, the second star, and Patrick Maroon had a really strong game for Edmonton. He scored in three of his last four. He was the third star. 780-496-0063. We have Alex on the line. Alex, go ahead, man. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, that was... Uh... Well, the Oilers, it looked like they had a good rest over Christmas because all four lines seemed to have a lot of jump. And I was really happy for Grime. I guess, like, I listened to McCollum's interview there, and 
I mean, he was pitching maybe four or five times this game and was, uh, you know, I hadn't seen that from Grab, I don't think, ever in any game. And um, the one thing I was going to ask, I had a question, though, was, uh, you know, the Oilers, the puck was bouncing their way a little bit tonight. You know, they had good goaltending because Clefbon was making a, his few mistakes there in the third, and I was kind of uh, biting my tongue a few times. But um, my question was this. With the goaltender, with the backup situation there, you know, it's going to, they're going to get really busy in January again. I think they play like six games at home every second night, and then they play after the sixth game at home in a row there in mid to late January. Then they play Calgary back to back there. Yeah. Are they going to bring up uh, Boswell there, or or do you hear any rumors? I don't don't think so. Not in the short term. Yeah. I think they'll keep. I'll keep. They think they'll keep Gustafson with the backup. Keep Brassois going on the farm. I think that's the plan. Okay, because I'm, I'm hearing too that Brassois is having a few rough games down there. Is that correct? Yes, he has. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks very much. Love your show and uh, go Oilers go Saturday night. Right on, Alex. Always happy to hear from you. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Do we have Coach Sutter ready there, uh, Kellen? All right, for Challenge Insurance Group, Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Here's Kings head coach, Daryl Sutter. Does getting home, getting back into your own bed, does that, I know you try to downplay the whole thing of the road, but do you think that that's going to help a little bit, getting guys comfortable again? We played our ass, ass off again today. I don't, I don't think going home has anything to do with it. We don't really get, we go home, get home in the middle of the night, play again. So that's, that's the way it works. I don't want to use that. That's not a, anything other than... You know, we get beaten the scoreboard, but we can't complain about much else. This is the one goal game plus an empty netter. I mean, what was what was the difference that you saw here tonight? One goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was one goal. Don't yeah, ask. You know, you ask and answer the same question. I don't know why you do that. For. In, ter- in terms of the performance and what you see and like what led to the goal. I just finished saying, John. You f- are you deaf? I just finished saying that when we played our ass off. We got beat by one goal. So we scored one goal. Yeah. Played a. We played a hell of a hockey team in a tough building. Well, you yeah. should give you should give the Oilers a little bit of credit. Feeling the absence of Todd Floyd. Pardon? Feeling For sure absence. we are. I mean, the top end of our lineup doesn't have enough. You know, there's not a lot of goals there, and when you know Kopi's having a really hard time finishing, so I don't think the line had a whole lot tonight. I think Nugent Hopkins' line pretty much controlled Drysaitel and Maroon controlled that line. Eleven shots, I think, 58 or 59 in the last two nights. Is that? Encouraging, at least you're getting the different shots. types of teams. Yeah. Right? Oilers don't give up much. Their goalie's really in control now. There's not much rebound stuff, and their defense knocks a lot of pucks down around the front of the net. So your shots aren't gonna, you're not gonna, they aren't gonna give up a lot of quality from front of the net. So you're gonna, you know, score on those tip screens, things like that. How much have the Oilers changed? I mean, you're talking just about giving them credit. In, in, well, you got a lot of players difference. I mean, I mean, surely you watch them a lot. Surely. I mean, I think they're one of the bigger forward groups in the league. You know, we get a lot of guys just ask questions and don't watch games and all that stuff. If you watch live, you see who the good players are and the good teams, and others are a good team. Thanks. That is L.A. Kings head coach Daryl Sutter. Well, it, well, we'll talk a few things about what he said. I mean, the, the funniest is what was the difference in the game? Well, one goal, you just asked. I mean, I, I, I've played for Sutters. I've roomed with Sutters. Uh, they are honest. They are brutally honest. But sometimes they, they say to reporters what I'm sure a lot of coaches would like to say at certain times. Like, seriously, you just asked me that question. But the good parts about what he said, and it's the stuff that we've been talking over the last little while here, 
We believe the Oilers, their, their record is for real. We believe that the team is for real. We believe that they've gone out and got a number of players and changed the makeup of this team that makes them a better team. Sutter talked about the, the size of the team. This is a big team they're playing against. Talked about the goaltender, how comfortable and how confident he looks. All the stuff that we've been talking about, why the Oilers are successful. And here's a guy that's won Stanley Cups, has coached Stanley Cup winning teams, who, who understands the game. And over the 60 minutes, he just said everything that we've been talking about. This Oiler team is a much better hockey club. And now around the league, there's a respect for them that hasn't been there over the last number of years. Oilers win it 3-1 tonight. Their final game of 2016 coming up on Saturday against Vancouver. we got a full board of calls. Please hang on. We are going to get to you. You will also hear from Patrick Maroon, who had a great game tonight. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Sure. Around Black the boards, Pearson, Cousin, and Everly. Curled in front, intercepted. Lucic turned it over. Rick by Talbot on Setaguchi. Muzzin couldn't stuff one on net. Lucic given a second opportunity, lifts it off the glass back towards center. That is Cam Talbot's save of the game for Armour Insurance. Protect your home and business with Armour at armorinsurance.ca. Big stop on Devin Setaguchi with 36 seconds left. And Cam Talbot, our fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. The Oilers do win it tonight 3-1 over the Los Angeles Kings. Maroon Griba, the game winner. Nugent Hopkins, the goal scorers for Edmonton. Shore had the Los Angeles goal. I'm Reed Wilkins. Rob Brown is here as well. And we have Mike on the phone line. And remember, you can reach us 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Reed. How's it going? Good. So, um, I think we've got the best goalie in the... And, uh... Western Conference there, and and uh, about Everly, I think he has to get it going. He got two points tonight, then I guess so. It was good, and and about the other stuff there, and I think the game is pretty awesome, pretty good for the others to be up there in the Pacific Division. I think they have to keep it going to stay within that. So and they need a few of the guys like Gryba to step up, but about Everly, he has to get his rag out his you know what to get it going yeah but i don't know what Connor, Connor mcdavid he has to i think you should move everly back and put dry side up with mcdavid to get him going maybe yeah well they might they might do that mike thanks for calling i mean I, right now i think rob they they're really happy with dry nugent hopkins and maroon uh i mean everly did hit the score sheet like mike mentioned he only has one goal in his last 16 games so I mean, that is going to have to pick up. They're, they're going to need help from him scoring. But um, I, I mean, in just terms of tonight's game, I, I have trouble looking at any line and saying that they were uh, inadequate compared to how the other lines were playing. They all had tough shifts, but I thought they all did some good things too. At the end of the, the day, they're having success with the lines that they're, they're having right now. Uh, the Connor McDavid line is getting chances. They're not capitalizing right now, and but they're getting chances. They're having success with the second line. So a player like Nugent Hopkins, who has had a struggle of the season, all of a sudden is looking much better. That's a good thing. So I don't think they're going to do much with the lines right now. I think they're happy with the way things are going and just hope that they continue to find ways to execute and continue to get the, the great goaltending that they're getting as well. We also have Norm standing by. Hi, Norm. Go ahead, man. Yeah, hey, boys. 
Uh, first things first, uh, Rob Brown, uh, the best hockey analyst around. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You betcha. Um, I'd just like to get your comments on a thought and then my question. Uh, the 06 Oilers uh, snuck into the playoffs. I know it was the last time we made the playoffs. I was looking at that, but during the regular season, they weren't that good of a team and there were, I don't know what happened but once the playoffs started a different team showed up and all of a sudden they believed everything within themselves and almost won it what do you think well you're right they were not a great team that year they had to they needed some help down the stretch I think it was Vancouver someone faltered down the stretch that allowed the Oilers to make the playoffs that year but they they had a belief in themselves. They had a goaltender that got hot, and they got timely goal scoring. And any team that makes the National Hockey League playoffs has a chance to win a Stanley Cup. And you just have to get hot at the right time. That's why it's so important for the Oilers to find a way in, whether it's a wild card, whether they, they win a division, whatever it takes. they got to find their way into the, the playoffs because, as you can see right now, too, there's no Western Conference power that is unbeatable. It used to be there used to be three teams and they're going to fight it out. Every team is beating every team on each and, every, and on any given night. And the teams that you wouldn't expect, like a, a Minnesota Wild, they're the hottest team in the National Hockey League. So sorry, you know, Rob, second hottest. They've sorry. only won twelve in a row. <laughs> well, maybe after Saturday's game <laughs> after they'll be Saturday. the hottest. But so it, the the deal is you got to you got to get into the, to the playoffs, and that's what the Oilers' first step is. And if they get there, you just never know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And then my question, do you think that you're starting to see what Todd McConnell likes to describe as uh, swagger in this team? They're, they're, they have that, that little bit of extra confidence that look, looks like it's coming out. Yeah, I, I think a little bit, but but I, I think, Norm, that that's based on the foundation that McClellan wanted to put in place. And if you remember that from last year, you said we want to play fast, we want to play hard, and we want to play supportive. And they're starting to yeah. cling more to those fundamentals. And then yeah. I think once you do those and you understand that they work, and I know a player said to me earlier in the season when the Oilers started off well, he said to me, it's a pretty easy game when you just follow the game plan. And everybody does their little piece of what the coach is, is, is telling you. So I... I I, I don't. I mean, swagger, sure, but I think it's more just of an assuredness, where they say, okay, we know we can do things that work, and we're comfortable. And I think we're seeing it, Rob, and as you referenced earlier, okay, fine, the the game's now one-one. They tied it. We're not going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. We can do enough things where we think we have a better chance of getting the next one. Well, they're confident. It's a confident bunch that we we hear them talk. Uh, they say the right things now, and. Before you may have heard them say the right things, but then they didn't translate that on the ice. There's, there's, they don't get into the individuality on the ice where before things were going wrong, they got away from structure. They got away from the game plan and tried to do things themselves, which just uh, compounded the mistakes and turned into a, a, a runaway going the opposite way. They're, they're confident in themselves. They're confident that the coaching staff has put the right game plan into, into place. And when you find success, which the others are doing right now, it's much easier to believe in the game plan. And that's 
one of the, the, the struggles they had before is there was a game plan. They weren't having success, so they started doubting the game plan. The success they're having is allowing them to believe in the game plan, and the game plan they have is allowing them to have success. All right, Norm, you're going to finish the play with us. We want you to qualify for the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Off the draw, Brown to Dowdy. And a poke check by Drysaddle. Then he takes it away from Dowdy. Drysaddle moves it. Backhander. Okay, Norm, did Drysaddle get that off with one hand on his stick or two hands? He, it was one hand, backhander, and if that thing would have went in, it would have been absolutely beautiful. All right, Kellen, we got we got the right answer. He's in. If, if that would have gone in, that would have tested the stability of the roof at Roger's place <laughs> because it might have blown off if Leon would have stolen the puck from one of the best defensemen in the hockey world and warded him off and, and beaten Peter. But that, 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 to me, that's the most exciting play that didn't result in a goal that well, I've seen this season. Well, it's funny. There's a lot of people that are listening right now that play hockey. Think about going down. You've got a 210-pound man draped on you. You're holding him off with one hand, and with your other arm, you're able to shoot the puck with, with pace. Like It wasn't like you just pushed the puck on net. Uh, not many players in the league have the strength to be able to do that and have the the creativity to think to do that. Leon Dreisettle is one of those players. 7804960063. We have Rocket standing by. Hey Rocket, good to hear from you, man. Hey Rocket, do we have you, buddy? Oh, we lost Rocket. Okay, well we'll just move along to uh Jared. Jared, thank you for calling tonight. Go ahead. How's it going, guys? Doing well. Good. I just want to agree with Norm uh as well. Rob, you're number one and we're very lucky to have you in Edmonton. And um, I just want to make a comment about the, that I think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs, but I do think that Connor McDavid may fall short of the scoring title. And I kind of liken the analogy to Bryce Harper in baseball, where he had a very poor season because he didn't have any protection in behind him, so he had no good pitches to hit. And I think that like with Crosby's success in Pittsburgh is because he has Malkin and Kessel, and unless the Oilers can get like the uh, like another, I would say, star player to compliment uh, Connor McDavid. I think they, they're going to be able to make the playoffs, but that's going to be able to take them to the next level. Well, yeah, yes, and no. On that. I mean, the, the Connor McDavid. There are some huge advantages that he has playing in Pittsburgh. He's got. Evgeny Malkin, who, who's, who's going to create a bunch of chances, and Connor McDavid can get second assists just on the back of, of Evgeny Malkin. He's got one of the best power play defensemen in the league in Latang. So their power play is very good, and, and Crosby doesn't have to do all the work. I think we're starting to see the emergence of a star here in, in Edmonton. That it, I'm not going to say he's going to be Malkin, but Leon Dreisettle is going to turn into a guy that's going to create, that's going to allow... Uh, Connor McDavid to get those second assists where he doesn't have to be the guy doing it. But yes, when Connor, Sidney Crosby has an advantage with Malkin, in Dallas, Sagan has an advantage with Ben. Um, for years, Getzlaff and Perry had an advantage because they played together. But we're starting to see that with Dreisaitl and McDavid here. Uh, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought that Connor McDavid was the best player in the world. And I think that the, the heir apparent to that will be Connor McDavid, but he's got to unseat him first. Sidney Crosby's coming off being the best player in a Stanley Cup winning team, then being the best player in the World Cup. So Connor's got a little ways to go, but I still think this is going to be a close race. I, I, I do. I think Connor's going to get hot here. 
and some of these chances that he's been creating that haven't been capitalized on are going to start going into the back of the net real soon. All right, the Oilers take down the Kings 3-1 tonight. We have more post-game reaction coming up from both dressing rooms. Joanne and Sava coming up on the phone lines as well. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich team. Just the first unit dominated. Down low and Maroon scores. Beautiful look. Everly to Maroon. And he wraps it past Peter Budai and Edmonton's finally broken this scoreless stalemate. And no surprise, it's Patrick Maroon. He's been excellent all night. And now he's just one shy of his career high with 11 goals on the season. Jack Michaels with the call of the opening goal tonight. The Oilers go on to beat the Kings 3-1. And here's that goal scorer, Patrick Maroon. Well, Patrick, it seemed like a, a big boy uh, sort of hockey game, and you guys weren't going to be denied of those two points tonight. Safe to say that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought, you know, it was a big, heavy game tonight, and I thought uh, we, we played really well, and we did everything that we talked about, and we kept it simple, and uh, we kept our bodies in front of their bodies, and, you know, that's what we needed to do. And I thought all in all it was a solid game from every single line, and, down to the D to the goalie. Last year you talked about this team showing maybe a tendency to sag after giving up a tying goal, but tonight, I mean, you guys get right back to your game after they tie it, and then you get the, the go-ahead goal and end up winning it. What does that say about this group? It says some, a lot of good things. Obviously, it's a long year, and there's going to be ups and downs, and there's obviously some things we need to clean up on, but, you know, you can tell the confidence in the group. You can tell when we get scored on, everyone's being positive and talk to the next line that got scored on. It's not your fault. Mistakes happen, and you know the next line goes out there and picks that line up, and and that's what it's all about. You know that's what you need in every in every line. You need to go out there and pick another line up, and that's how successful teams win. And that's why LA and those teams win because they always have those those four lines that pick each other up. And I thought we did a really good job of that tonight. Another big goal for you tonight. Uh, last game you you score from mid range, but tonight uh, you you just sort of turn and fired at the net there. Pretty nice play. What were you thinking on that one? You know, I was just you know I haven't scored on the power play all year, so you know I was just you know I told myself right when I got that puck, I knew exactly what I was doing, and you know I was just going to go long body in the goalie and hopefully go in, hopefully create some scramble, but it went in and you know I feel good. Thanks, Patty. Yeah, thanks. Reed, that's Patrick Maroon. Thanks a lot, Brendan. So, yeah, Maroon's 11th of the season. His career high is 12. As an Oiler, he has 19 goals and 31 points in 53 games. He's been pretty incredible. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, 780-496-0063. We have Joanne standing by. Hi, Joanne. Hi, guys. I hope you're having a good evening. I um, just wanted to phone and tell you that... Um, over the last year, or while the Oilers have been playing this year, um, I've listened to you all the time. I find you extremely knowledgeable. Rob, I love the way... Mind you, I still haven't quite got down the pinching yet, but you explain things pretty well. <laughs> and uh, I, I just um, wanted to thank you for your show and your, your work and your effort that you put into this every time the Oilers play. I really appreciate you. Happy New Year, and thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, and have a wonderful 2017 as well. Thanks a thank lot, you. Joanne. Very, very kind of you. The Oilers win 3-1 tonight. couple goals short of the Japanese Village goal light. When they score five or more in a game, you can go to the Oilers page on 630jet.com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. They have three locations in Edmonton, downtown Southside and Northside. All right, take another phone call here. Sava is on the line. Hey, Sava, good to hear from you. 
Uh, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, um, I was going to talk about two things, but I have to add in another. The person, the gentleman that said that the 06 Oilers were not that good, I would like to correct them. They were a really good team. Actually, at one point in December, I believe they were tied for first place in the league. Uh, they were just missing the goaltender because that was a Conklin, uh, Markinen, and I think that other guy that went to Ottawa later on. But anyway, anywho, just want to correct them. The team was good all year. We just needed a goaltender. Um, and uh, uh, I'll just skip one final comment and question. Do you think now that the Oilers are playing really well and New Jersey is not, do you think that adds to the argument that this was a okay trade? Like one of those, I, I was a Hall fan, don't get me wrong, I loved it. I understand that this is what needed to be done, but for all the people, I, I haven't heard them in a while saying that uh, we got the uh, uh, the wrong end of the deal on the Hall trade, but doesn't this kind of prove the point that it was a good trade because you know, Jersey has Hall and they're not doing that well? And well, yeah. Anyways, what do you guys think? Well, well, I I, I don't think you can really judge trades until years after the trades are done. Um, Hall has been hurt this year. That that hasn't helped in the Jersey Devils. Taylor Hall going there. I mean, New Jersey wasn't a great team with Larson before either. I think it was a trade that both teams needed to make. I think the New Jersey Devils were a team that they had fantastic goaltending, one of the, one of the top goalies in the league, but they couldn't score goals, and they needed some offense, so they needed a Taylor Hall. And the Oilers were a team that, uh, yeah, they had some offensive skilled players, but they couldn't keep the puck out of the net. They needed a shutdown defenseman. They needed a Larson. So it was a trade that both teams needed to make. I think at the time of the trade, a lot of people were upset for a large reason as Taylor Hall was very well known, had been a very successful player here in Edmonton, had been the Oilers' best players for a number of years, and they traded for a guy that, frankly, we really didn't know a whole lot about. Um, we don't see a lot of New Jersey He's not double a flashy games. player. No, but even even if he plays in a in a market that wasn't on television a lot, he's not the type of player that is on the highlight films at the end of the night on Sportsnet or, or TSN. So we didn't know much about him. So all of a sudden we were expecting, okay, they're going to get some, I mean, the names like P.K. Subban and players that are people that everyone knew. We didn't get him. We got this unknown. I think after watching him play, through the first 30-some games, you start to see why he was a, a top draft pick, why the Oilers had to give up so much to get him. And he, along with a number of the other moves that Peter Shirelli has made, are the reasons that this Oilers team is finding success now. They're building a team based on needs, not just based on high skill. I think one way I sum it up, Rob, is, and I said this in the summer when I was hosting shows talking about the trade, what hypothetically would have made you more angry going into the summer trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson or the Oilers coming back with the exact same defense score to finish the season neither I mean there there are difficulties to both but I think Peter Shirelli recognized I can't have this the same decor and then rely on an inexperienced call-up if somebody goes down the Oilers have now used 10 defensemen this season because they've been able to have guys like Eric Greiber who starred tonight you know as a seventh D-man or coming back off IR to uh, jump in speaking of the New Jersey Devils they win tonight 2-1 in a shootout over the Capitals 
as we look at your Advantage trailer rental scoreboard. The Bruins knock off the Sabres 4-2. Montreal over Florida 3-2 in overtime. Also in overtime, Toronto 3, Tampa Bay 2. The Wild win. They have won 12 straight, 6-4 over the Islanders. The Blue Jackets win 5-3 over the Jets. They've won 14 in a row. Columbus and Minnesota play on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. When when could you ever say that a Columbus-Minnesota <laughs> game would be a must-see hockey game? Yet those two teams are as good as it gets in the National Hockey League right now, playing uh, fun hockey. Columbus is a fun team to watch. In the Minnesota Wild, a team that you would think would only win one nothing. I think it was a 6-4 game Six they won tonight, tonight yeah. against the New York Islanders. Chicago over Nashville, 3-2. Red Wings beat the Senators, 3-2 in overtime. Stars, 4. Avalanche, 2. Rangers outscore the Coyotes, 6-3. The Ducks win in Calgary, 3-1, and of course here in Edmonton, a 3-1 victory for the Oilers. The Canadian World Junior team getting a 10-2 win over Latvia. Peter Budai was good in net for the Kings tonight. Here he is, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. That was one that got away from me, I thought, because you get that tying goal. And then they uh, you know, I mean, you know, I think we, we uh, you know, it was a, it was a pretty hard-fought game, you know, from both teams, you know. Uh, you know, it was a physical game, you know, division game was very hard, but, you know, uh, what can you say? You know, we tied it, tied and tied a game, and then, you know, uh, grab I hit it off the air. Doesn't happen as often as, uh, you know, it's just a lucky bounce. But, you know, I mean, it's, you can't really blame everything on lucky bounces, you know. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But I think it was a well-played game from both teams. You know, we play hard, you know. Uh, they had some chances, you know. We had some chances, you know. Um, goalie made a big save for them, you know. I, I made a couple saves, so, you know, we block a lot of shots. You know, it's just a very hot-fought game, and, you know, just the way the division goes, you know, it's, a, it's always a battle. Yeah, that lucky bounce, as you put it, that, that was a reflex by you to stick your leg up in the air and... With uh, no, Eberly sending uh, it out, I think Eberly tried to like uh, bank it off me or bank it off our player. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm sure he's gonna know more what he tried to do. I just tried to you know reflex it, you know, put it up, and you know, I put it in the air, and you know, he hit it off the air. You know, it's a tough play and you know tough bounce, but you know, you can't blame it on lucky bounces. You know, I mean, they, uh, you know, it was a it was a it was a pretty good game to watch. I think you know we we battled hard. You know, we. Uh, I know we we tried we tied a game you know we battled hard to start building you know very good team and that we play against and uh, you know we just have to uh, uh, you know get that little extra push you know so we can get to the get the two points. All right, Scott Johnson working the visitors' dressing room. Rogers Place becoming a tough building. I don't know if I'm going to hand it to the Kings yet that it's a tough building yet, but the Oilers do improve to 9-7-1 and one at home. After the break, we will bring in David on the phone line. The Oilers beat the Kings 3-1. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live from the Terry Perez Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Oilers beat the Kings 3-1. The Oilers beat the Kings in a very physical, grind-them-out type of game. That's our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins, and we welcome David on the open line. Hi, David. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Going very good. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. I hope you, I hope you guys have had a good holiday. Um, so I called in a few games ago just uh, talking about one-goal games and saying last year, you know, we lost a lot on the wrong side of the one-goal game. This year, it seems like we're doing well. Last one was against San Jose, and we didn't take that, but I I was not upset about that loss whatsoever um, just because it was a hard-fought battle the whole way. 
So I just, you know, this is uh, just another example of why this team this year is probably the best we've seen in a decade because we were winning those one-goal games that could easily go both ways. I just wanted to say that quick. Uh, the other thing was the guy who called in earlier comparing Crosby to David McDavid. Uh, I, I don't think you can make that comparison very easily because when Crosby came into the league, he didn't have Malkin or Kessel, and he still got 100 points in his rookie season. So, like, McDavid was on above uh, point per game when he came in, and then obviously had the shortened season. But especially when we're playing games like we did against L.A. tonight where it's physical and we now have the bodies that can handle that. McDavid isn't the same player as Crosby. He's he's a higher speed, higher end, higher 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 end talent than than Crosby was. While Crosby can play a lot better when it's a tougher competition like that. So I don't I don't feel like that's a fair comparison. And then I agree with you guys: Drysaitel, Eberle, uh, Nugent Hopkins. They can definitely bring in that support that that guy figures we don't have. Uh, the biggest comparison I have between McDavid and Crosby is they compete every time they're on the ice, whether it's a face-off in the neutral zone, uh, a play in the corner. The, the, the best part of Sidney Crosby is his compete level. He's got great talent. He's got great skill. But he competes at everything. He he will not lose a battle ever. And that's what you see with Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's an incredible hockey player that is going to be the the face of the National Hockey League for a number of years. But right now the king has been Sidney Crosby for the last number of years. And you've got to knock him off. Connor will. It's just a matter of when. And... Uh, I, I think that Connor's going to continue to break out this year. I, I think it's going to be a scoring race. It's going to go down to Crosby and McDavid at season's end. And it's just, it's going to be the bounces. Who gets the better bounces is going to be the, the guy at the end of the season. It's going to be the Art Ross Trophy winner. So uh, there's a lot of great comparisons between Crosby and McDavid. And if you're compared to Sidney Crosby, that means you're doing something right because he has been the best player in the league for a number of years. McDavid held off the score sheet tonight, but no worries. The Oilers have Eric Griba. First goal <laughs> since February 2nd. Turns out to be the game winner. Patrick Maroon and Ryan Nugent Hopkins also scored. Maroon on the power play. Nugent Hopkins into the empty net. Cam Talbot gets the win in goal. Our next broadcast, Saturday, New Year's Eve, a special extended face-off show will start at 6. Our guests will include Larry Robinson with memories of the New Year's Eve game between the Montreal Canadiens and the Red Army in 1975. That was a great game. Was that not a 3-3 tie? Yes, it was. There you and go. And the game will start at 8 here against the Vancouver Canucks. Thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy, our engineer here at Rogers Place, Troy Bowler, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers take down the Kings 3-1. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perrantes Team Broadcast Center. Thank you for listening.